You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. All right, gentlemen, I've been looking forward to this all week since you brought it up to me last week, Marty. We're back on another Room 101, and it's great to have all of you here. Unfortunately, we don't have Jason with us tonight. I did ring him yesterday and kind of gave him the, the short notice, and he was very he was very distraught that he wasn't going to be able to make it. He was very upset. Uh, he said he would have loved to have been here, but unfortunately, he had previous plans to be sat in a field somewhere near Bristol. That's all he told me. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where he is. But he will be... On the next one, he has reassured me he will be on the next one. However, we have a replacement for him this evening. He has never been on a Room 101. He has been on podcasts with us before. Our sound producer, Brian. Brian, how are you? Good to have you here. Uh, feels great to be back, Johnny. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. We're looking forward to, uh, to what you got lined up tonight. Marty, this was your idea, as always. It's fantastic to have you here. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit stuffed. I, I was a little bit late coming, as you know, because my food arrived. Um, a little bit later than they expected, but I've got round the outside of uh, half rack of ribs, a nice big sirloin, fries, and a salad. So I'm good to go. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that dear old Klaus is disappointed that you're not eating less red meat. I could not give a fat rat's backside what Klaus Schwab thinks, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 sure he is disappointed. It'd be it'd be he'd have other emotions going through his his mind if we ever met face to face. I'm sure. I'm sure. We are not going to talk politics tonight. That will probably be the only political reference if it is indeed, if we try and stay on topic here. But uh, this is going to be a little bit different, especially for the new listeners. But we'll get to that in a second. Bruce, how are you? You are our judge tonight. You won the last one and you are duly anointed as our judge. How are you? Healthy and alive. Yeah. Okay. I am not going to explain the rules. I'm going to let Marty do that because he has done it every single time and he does an absolutely fantastic job. But what I will say before we get started here is, again, this is not a political podcast. We like to take a little bit of a break every once in a while. And I'm, this is only for our new listeners. Today is going to be based on kind of like a game show. Uh, we're doing our twist on George Orwell's Room 101. So we've kind of adapted the the TV game show side of it. We've kind of taken our own uh, our own uh, aspects of it, and we've kind of come up with our own little way of doing it. And uh, we hope you enjoy. I will let Marty explain that, but let's go ahead and head over to Room 101. So, Marty, I will stand aside and I will let you explain the rules. Please go ahead. Okay, right. The rules of this this very simple game are each of the contestants, in this case there are three of us, Johnny, Brian and myself, um, will put forward things that 
generally grind our gears, things that we're not very fond of, um, that we would like to see go into the Orwellian Room 101. And I've just realized that I've made a mistake in that when I thought of my my three items uh, about 10 minutes ago, just before my food arrived, I forgot to find alternatives because, you know, you should never criticize uh, unless you've got a better way of doing something. So um, we added that rule uh, a couple of shows ago when we when we've been doing Room 101. So I think it should stand uh, for tonight as well. And I'm going to have to think on my feet and come up with viable alternatives to the things that I am suggesting. So that's the rules. You think of three things, you present them uh, to the judge, and ultimately it's the judge's decision. Um, and he should, um, you know, weigh each one on its merits and decide which one of the three choices are going to go into room 101. So whoever has the highest score, as in items that have gone into room 101, becomes the judge for next time. And um, if it's a draw, then um, I, th I think the judge still gets to decide who is going to be the judge for next time. So there's the rules. Thank you. All right. And without further ado, I will turn it over to our illustrious judge. And I, I have to be honest, Bruce, you, you look fantastic today. I'm sure you had a nice, nice sleep last night. You look great. And <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not trying to butter you up or anything or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm not doing it. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's your show. Yeah. Well, uh, flattery will get you um, everywhere. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> we'll start. <laughs> we'll start um, based on the uh, the uh, everybody in the call here. We'll start with Johnny and uh, have you do yours. The first one. You would have to start with me, wouldn't you? OK. All yeah. right. My first item is going to be and I have I have a visual here. My first item is going to be firearm bell ends. That's my first item. Now, I'm a gun lover. Bruce is a gun lover. Marty's a gun lover. Brian is a gun lover. We're all gun lovers. Responsible gun lovers. And we like to promote responsible gun ownership and safe operation of these firearms. However, I, I, I get very... I get very upset uh, when I see images uh, such as what is playing behind me here, uh, just for visual reference while I'm uh, while I'm explaining this. Now, you have a lot of crime happening in the United States. You have crime happening in the UK. Gun crime, not not knife crimes or anything like that. And what I really despise are these individuals that, well, they they give the rest of us that are responsible, gun-loving people very bad names. Uh, and hence why I call them firearm bellends, because they are really just that. Uh, and as you can see in the uh, uh, the visual example behind me, um, a gentleman holding a uh, fully automatic machine, light machine gun uh, with 10 rounds left in the clip, and he just sprays it off into the uh, into the crowd, killing one uh, and maiming several others. Uh, again, this is a fine example of a uh, firearm bellend. And uh, as you can see, the poor individual right there who is, uh, yeah, he's been shot in the face. Um, so these types of individuals give the rest of us that are responsible gun-owning individuals, gives us a bad name, and it causes the talking points, and I'm not going to get political, but it causes the talking points in the political arena to shift to our direction. This irresponsibility wafts over into those of us that are responsible, and it infringes upon our rights of self-defense, our human rights of self-defense, not, not just constitutional, our human rights of self-defense. So my personal opinion is these individuals that behave like this, uh, not only should they 
uh, have a heavy, heavy military style crackdown on them to, in order to, to quell their stupidity. That's my alternative. Nice one, Johnny. Um, <laughs> go humor. Um, <laughs> fortunately, most of the listeners won't be able to see the, um, the, the video, although I believe you, you, it's freely available on YouTube. Um, yeah, and it is on our Telegram what, channel as well. Yeah. What, what, you, what you've got there are people celebrating, I think they were celebrating the end of Ramadan. Yeah. Eve so there's Mark. a clue. That, yeah. So, uh, ex- but it's, uh, to be honest, so, though, this is, uh, this is not just that. It's just the, the one example I had at hand. But every yeah, week yeah, you yeah. see some kind of article coming out of the United States of some idiot that was trying to kill a mouse that ran through his living room with a shotgun or with a handgun. And they end up shooting somebody in the house or the, it goes through the wall and hits their neighbor. Yeah. Uh, I saw another video earlier this week of, of a guy also of um, that faith shoot himself in the hand, proving that the the weapon was empty. Um, his his middle finger hung limp, and there was a nice hole through his hand. And he was in a, a living room full of other people. And uh, I, d- I don't want to play, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, win your case for you, but people need to respect firearms and they're there as a tool and i wouldn't be throwing chisels and um saws around any more than i would do a rifle pistol or in that particular case uh, a russian 7.62 rpk yeah so um yeah, that's that's my tuppence worth on it. I'm, yeah. I suppose I'm coming down on your side there, really. Well, and I, I really appreciate that because those of us that are responsible, we like to keep our firearms just as they are, and uh, we don't uh, we don't want any uh, any stupidity infringing upon our rights to do so. Well, he did, he did prove a point though. The the, the gun kind of was empty after a few milliseconds after pulling the trigger. <laughs> so he, he did make a case for himself there. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. I'm going to be very mindful of of whatever Johnny's next choice is because if it's something that is close to Bruce's heart again, I'm I'm going to call foul. <laughs> hey, yeah, these yeah. are things. These are things that I'm not. I'm not picking things that happen to just sway the judge. We just happen to both be Midwesterners. We both happen to love our firearms, and that's just the way it is. I I, I will be honest. It is going to be difficult to. Uh pick up after that one so we'll, we'll move you on, called to on Brian me and, and you called on me first, first. You, you it, called I, me. I did yeah i did yeah all right so uh we'll, we'll move on to uh brian next that's gonna be a tough one to follow up yes because i i came in here thinking i'm kind of coming in here as my first time guns out but it seems like johnny already beat me to it which <laughs> i feel like wow that's that's gonna be hard so i'm gonna pick I'm still going to pick my strongest point and an opinion here. And that's the current, what would you call it? The current trends of uh, streaming platforms. Um, so streaming platforms, usually what we call gaming streaming platforms nowadays, consist of gamers and then it evolved to new trends such as uh, video logging. And well, I'm, I'm very acceptance of trends, but new recent, like recently we, we've come to the point where we are being shown at the front page of our beloved streaming platforms a lot of sexual content. And I'm not the kind of guy that gets offended, but when I enter a website expecting to have gaming content, I get kind of disappointed that I get pictures and images of things that should be on an adult page, really. Uh, And it really bothers me. I'm all for monetizing your body, 
do whatever you want, but be aware that this website has kids and people that want to see gaming. Come on, man. Seriously. And what I would do is like, do like YouTube, a filter. What YouTube does when you upload a video is you have to agree to the terms of whether your your content is for adults or for everyone. And if if you agree to your content being for adult, you also agree not to be shown as recommendation or the front page. Great, because there's things I don't want to see. But that's also less revenue, obviously, for the people. But it's all fair, because at the end of the day, we come to a website to see the content that's been promoted and by, by, by the website itself. And that really bothers me. We love to censor the tiniest things like a little brawl on a, on a little bar and some you have history channels trying to promote history uh, education but they can't because the footage you're showing is violence apparently even though it's you can't it's so pixelated you can't see anything anyways and they're, they don't have the freedom on places like twitch which really bothers me and if you don't agree to those terms you should be banned no appeal because that's what it should be about. We need to keep it real. So you're saying that basically when it comes to like live streaming platforms and stuff, then you should stay exclusive to what that platform is meant to be for. So for example, Twitch, it should be the uh, the gaming stuff and they should get rid of like the in real life streaming. They should get rid of the women in hot tubs. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm not agreeing to them disappearing from the website. I want them to, I want the website to tell them that you have to agree on this being mature content for 18 plus you will not be on the front page because we don't want that youtube doesn't show nudity on the front page nor violence anything that's 18 plus that you agree on when you upload content does not get recommended and the also when you search for uh let's say you search for um what we what, what can we say in this fact let something history okay um any content that you search for that has been marked as 18 plus, it's not going to be prioritized when you, sh- when you get the results. And I think they should be facing the same consequences in Twitch. Like I'm saying, I, I don't mind you promoting, uh, I mean, monetizing your body. You do what you want, but I don't want to see it on the front page. It's like going to a grocery store and you, you're welcome with the adult magazines right in front of you. It's very unpleasing. And a, a, lot, a lot of stores here do have adult magazines, but they have them in a different section away from it, it, pretty much in, you know, back behind the cashier or whatever. That's but a fair not, point. It's not shot on your face. That's, that's a fair point. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, oh, Sorry, Bruce. After you. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've got a couple of points here. I lived in the Middle East for a long time, as you know, and um, in the UAE, unless you've got a really good... Um, is it a, a, a VPN that, so that, that you can pretend that you're anywhere? Yeah. Um, everything uh, that is adult content um, is screened off by the proxy server. So all of the internet coming into the UAE um, is screened through a proxy server and you simply can't find um, porn on on the internet unless you've got a VPN. There are ways, which I, I, I won't go into now. However, so... Something needs to be done because you're right. People don't need to to see that when they go to onto Twitch, 
for instance. Now, I've never been onto Twitch. I've, I've not watched people playing games. I'd rather play the game myself. Um, but I, I kind of agree with you. But who still buys magazines? It's all there on the internet. It's got to be some special kind of of a of a weirdo, you know, someone who who because there there was an old thing with the um uh, in the navy about going to the bathroom or the heads with a wire coat hanger and a hole punch punched through the top of your girly mag. That way you could hook it over your head, put the girly mag onto the um the, the hanger bit. And that left you a hand free, so you could still turn the pages. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but who who buys who buys magazines these days? I mean, I, I was lucky because be when, when you, I was a- I I do uh, as as long as it's a the latest issue of Guns and Ammo. Just just oh, okay, but even that would be on the top <laughs> shelf now. But it I was going to say when I was growing up, I, I'm I'm six foot three, um, and I was a tall kid. And I could reach the top shelf. And I, and I suppose the news agent's idea was, well, if you can reach the top shelf, you're entitled to buy the magazine. So, uh, yeah, that, that was my only two points on there. But who's running these websites, Twitch and all the other uh, streaming sites? It's Russians. And Russians are either selling us porn or gambling. That's the two things that the good old former USSS of R uh, are giving the world. Porn and gambling, two addictions. Thank you very much. You know, Tavaraj, comrade. <laughs> well, I, I I did say that was uh, difficult to follow up, uh, Johnny's, but uh, you you did a good job, Brian. That that is uh is actually a really good point. And going on uh, uh, having that content available to kids on Twitch, which Zoomers now you know under age. You're, you're basically softcore porn is available to them without any kind of age gating or filtering or anything. So that was, that was a very good take. Um, Marty. Right. Bearing in mind, I thought we were going to be humorous tonight. And and uh, although, you know, I'm, I'm not having a go at our previous two contestants, they were fairly heavy topics. My, my first one I've written down, I've got no chance with this. Do you know what's meant by a command hook? Do you, do you know the product? It's basically a self-adhesive hook for either for hanging pictures or rails oh, yes. or, or those yeah, kind of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are such a useless item. I have not known one to <laughs> completely stick. Now, it's the, the sun has come out in the UK and um, it's summer and I want my back door to be open you know that's not a euphemism i do want my the uh, the rear entrance to my house to be open to for airflow and um i found this just just the way you're describing that it's the back door open for airflow (laughs) yeah exactly sorry sorry what's wrong with you you just don't got a pervert um i found in do you in germany you 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 must have lidl i'm assuming you've got lidl yeah. Markets. Yeah. And in the middle of Lidl, there are these weird and wonderful items. You know, you, you go out for yeah. some vegetables. Like a, a, Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go out for some vegetables, a loaf of bread, some milk, and some meat. And in the middle, you get to the checkout and you've got a wetsuit, a power drill, yeah. and in this particular case, a net curtain with magnetic strips that join in the middle. That can be hung above a door, so you can walk through them, most and they automatically useless. close. Most useless. Well, no, no, item. no. 
that 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 curtain is really really good. The problem was putting it up on the outside of my UPVC uh, window and door frame with these command hooks. I didn't want oh, to drill is. into it, and so you put it there. You let the hooks stay for a while without any weight on, and then you rest the the pole on which the curtain is hung. And then every time you walk through it the bloody thing falls down. As soon as it gets hot, the glue un- unsticks again, uh, becomes less viscous, and falls off. It's hit me on the head five times just today. Anyway, so, yeah, command hooks, self-adhesive hooks. They're bloody useless. They're a waste of time. I should have just bit the bullet and screwed some hooks into the UPVC. So there you go. That's what I want into room 101. Completely useless, self-adhesive fixtures and fittings because they don't work. They fall to bits. And the alternative is do it the old-fashioned way with a a screwdriver, a screw, uh, uh, you know, battening, nails, whatever, because those aren't coming back down on your head, whereas command hooks and self-adhesive hooks are. Thank you. I rest my case. Now, I expect some backup from you two because I, I made both of your cases for you. I, I actually, I like I like those uh, those hooks. And as a matter of fact, I've got one that is hanging on my door uh, that has been up there for a period of almost four years. It hasn't moved. However, however. I, I did that is, to be live. No, no, it's there. It actually holds a sign that says live because I'm just like that. But um, no, it, it actually, it stayed there. But here's the thing. I've had to go through, I think, two or three times and press on it again to make sure that it doesn't come off because it's transparent, so you can actually see the adhesive coming off. But that's also an indoor hook. I'm sure that if I were to take that outside and put it on a piece of polyurethane or or whatever, uh, or a piece of PVC, and put it out in the sun and try and put some weight on it, I'm almost positive that it's going to come off. So... Uh, I can't really say that I can make a, a fair comparison there. But as far as indoor use, I've found a need for those things time and again. But uh, to be honest with you, have you tried suction cups? Maybe you should try some of those. Seen some videos with that. It, it causes a great deal of, of, of physical distortion. So, no, I, I, I haven't tried suction cups, Johnny. I'm, I'm quite, <laughs> quite frankly worried that you have or would suggest <laughs> such a thing. Um Oh, I have had those little glass bowls put on my back at, at sort of um, Asian <laughs> holistic medicine centres, and and um, and when Not it comes off, you look like a you you look like a domino <laughs> with all the little yeah that that's quite fun and it takes quite a while to go down as well. Oh God! All right, I I don't have any more. <laughs> I personally can't relate. We have IKEA here. Oh mate! Oh mate! You wait for my second one. You wait for my second uh-huh. one. I I did say I did say a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week, Bruce? I did say I said IKEA is the only that place is amazing. It's the only place you can go into. You can get a three piece bedroom set that weighs nine hundred kilos and comes in a box the size of a milk carton. Yep. Well, uh, with the three of you uh, having presented. Um, Marty, I'm going to have to decline yours. Um, I actually use command hooks currently to hold up my soundproofing. Um, so they're, they're currently being used. And if you uh, happen to be in a, renting in an apartment or something like that, you're not allowed to screw into walls. Uh, I, I so, think you should probably yeah. be wearing a hard hat and some other form of PPE just in case. <laughs> um, right now, because it's only a matter of time, Bruce, before something comes down on that handsome head of yours. Uh, fair. Now, Brian and Johnny, uh, your two, 
this is a, a difficult one because Brian, your solution is um, uh, close to home. However, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm going to have to throw that one out as well because though I liked your solution and I agree with the problem, it doesn't have the same consequential weight as uh, Johnny's does. So Johnny, uh, your um, uh, firearm bell ends, I believe, yeah. is how you, mm -hmm. you said it. Uh, and, and they and, will and I, go into room 101. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. And I, I had a physical representation with, with my presentation. I'll be action. This game is rigged. <laughs> yeah, not fair. Not fair. Because okay. he's got access to all that stuff in the sound desk and the, the video. That, yeah, you knew. But okay, yeah, fair one. I knew I wasn't going to win that one. That's for certain. All right. So round two, we will start with Marty this time. Okay, it's blue flashing lights. Um, of late, there, there is a certain tone of blue light that um, we associate with police, fire, and ambulance services. And uh, in the last few years, all of the um, sad acts who decorate the outside of their house for Christmas have started to incorporate this same kind of coloured light and it, it, it's confusing because you, you, you're going down a dark street because it's Christmas. It, it's that time of year. And here in the UK, of course, we have dark nights uh, during the winter. And, and then you think, oh, there must be some sort of trouble ahead. No, no, it's just some tasteless moron who's decided to put blue flashing lights on the outside of their house. Now, there's an even worse example. Uh, and, and I'm glad that uh, Brian brought up the ninth level of hell, or IKEA, as some people call it, they sell a product, and on the face of it, you'd think, well, that's quite useful. It looks like a, a an electric toothbrush without the head on, and you stick it into your pot plants, and it detects the humidity uh, in the soil, so it tells you when your pot plants, and by pot, I don't mean marijuana, cannabis, hemp, or anything like that. I just mean, you know, general pot plants. Um, and it it tells you by a flashing light that the um the the plant needs water but these bloody ones that a friend of mine bought from ikea uh, and gave me they flash blue and they flash the same blue as police fire and ambulance as i've got pot plants on my windows when i get up to answer the call of nature in the middle of the night i think i'm surrounded by the old bill uh, and <laughs> sorry you know at my age, you get up quite often, and when these things start to flash, you say, what the hell? What the hell's... Oh, no, it's just those stupid things. Uh, so, yeah, it's blue flashing lights on anything other than police, fire, and ambulance. And I would say just use another colour. So, so there you go. Uh, again, lighthearted. Uh, what have you two got next? Something like some disease that no one can cure or whatever. But, no, a lighthearted option to put into Room 101 blue flashing lights for any other purpose than police, fire, and ambulance. I thank you. You know, I, I actually like those, uh, uh, those, those flashing lights uh, just around Christmas time, no other time during the year. But it is becoming quite popular, these people putting accents around everything. Like they're using like the LED tape around stuff now, uh, around just about everything. I mean, hell, I've got blue LEDs uh, taped up underneath of my desk. For what reason, I don't know. 
they're just there. <laughs> I mean, I thought, okay, yeah, that'd be nice. But I flipped them on once or twice and I'm like, okay, that's great. And I've never used them again. So I, I can see where your, uh, your confusion would come in because you wake up in the middle of the night and you see those things flashing all the time. You think, oh my God, the police are outside. What's going on now? So yeah, I, I yeah, see your point and, on that. And, yeah. and, and quite often, there's probably a good reason for them to be there outside. But um, the, um, the one other place where I have seen these these blue flashing LEDs is under boy racers' cars. You know, nowadays kids should put all their money into saving for a house and buying a house and leaving home and letting mum and dad have some time to themselves. Um, but of course, the way the housing market has gone. Young kids are spending more and more time at home, longer at home, if they indeed ever leave home. So all of their surplus income is not being spent on on a house deposit. It's being spent on their stupid, cheap, horrible, nasty, noisy cars. And then they've put blue lights under them so that when they're braking, it looks like the police are in front of you. So, yeah, blue lights. Thank you, Johnny. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on to... Uh... Brian, your second one. Right. This case is not as strong as my other ones. Like I said, I, I pull out the big guns immediately. These ones are fairly small, like pea shooters. But I really dislike political and religious recruitment. I don't know if you've seen this around where you live, but where I live, there's been multiple occasions where when there's going to be people with Flyers. I said, well, this is complete normal. They would flyers giving away information about the political parties and whatsoever and religious uh -huh. beliefs. One time I ended up being a victim. Um, I accidentally gave away my name to a uh, religious uh, man trying to recruit me for his uh, church, right? And I didn't realize that that was going to have serious consequences because I went home like, oh, that was, that was nothing. He was, he was nice. I was talking to him because he was a generally very nice person to me. He was talking normally and asking me, you know, what I, what I see, what my, what, how I see my future like, and, you know, it's just like a common conversation we sometimes have with each other, right? So I presented myself, I gave him my name and all, and I go home and have a really nice time, blah, blah, blah. Two hours pass and he started calling me. He got my number somehow. I was like, come on, that's crazy. And he asked me if I was interested in attending a, an event they were having with the youth, right? They're going to go, can I pick some ping pong whatsoever? Uh, no, uh, I, I, I don't have time for that. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I don't. So the next coming day, he calls me again. And at that point, I was like, you know, this is never going to get over. I immediately said, if you call me again... I'm going to call the police. I don't want you to call me again. <laughs> and I had to block his number and all. And this, this happens also with political parties and all. I, should, I generally believe this should not be legal. Not at all. I don't want anyone to manipulate my beliefs or anything. I, I, I don't want any recommendation. I know what I want and I seek it myself. And it, it just it drives me crazy. I can't explain how much it bothers me. If you hear my dog barking, I think he heard me talk about this and he got upset too. You need to train that dog to um, to be able to really put the fear of God into religious callers, the ones that knock on your door. Um, what I have always done is uh, when the Mormons or the Jehovah's Witnesses turn up, I, um, I invite them in, offer them coffee, a Coke, 
um, <laughs> you know, any kind you of know. drugs that I may have lying around. You, you know they can't have it. But I do, I do the yep. same thing to the Jehovah's Witnesses. They actually knocked on my door yeah. today and I said, yeah, come on in, let's have a cup of coffee. No, 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 no. Right. I am probably the least woke person that you guys know. Uh, in terms of woke, as in the um, derogatory term, which is quite right, described for these virtue signaling hats. Now, um, the, these two Jehovah's Witnesses came in, uh, sat down, and then they started to be totally homophobic, racist, and all of those things. And they're things that um, I'm not. And I put them straight in, in no uncertain terms, and then started to re-educate them as to their beliefs. And that's the problem. Too many people need religion as a crutch, which means that the unscrupulous leaders of these religions can either use it to manipulate and control a populace or to get money. And in most cases, these ones handing out flyers, what they want is a bigger church so that the people will donate to them. And I'm totally with you there, actually. They, they, they shouldn't be allowed to do it on the street. It's the same as cold callers for selling me double glazing or whatever. I've just bought double glazing. I'm having all my windows and doors replaced. But I would never take the offer from someone on the doorstep or in the street. I will call several and call them in. And, and that's what should happen. If you want to... If you find yourself needing religion, go and find a church. Someone handing out leaflets in a street or advertising or trying to coerce you into something, uh, they need to be stopped. All right, uh, Johnny, we'll move on to your second one. I know I'm not going to win this round after Brian just put his thing up there because I, <laughs> I know you too well, Bruce, and I know... I know something about you uh, that is uh, that you've mentioned several times on a podcast, and most of our listeners probably know it already too. And that is, you don't like people trying to convince you of another religion that you don't believe in yourself. This is going to be tough. All right, I'm going to go with fitness bugs. And Marty's already got his his head kind of half cocked in uh, in kind of wonder what what is he talking about? Fitness bugs. You all know that I'm a very in shape kind of guy, and I spend a lot of time in the gym, and I I genuinely take it as part of my daily routine, and and you know I, I like to stay in shape. Well, I go to the gym. I don't bother anybody. I don't talk to anybody. I don't uh, I don't do anything like that. I I don't nag anybody or anything like that. But these people do. These people do. They walk over to you. And they say, how much longer are you going to be? I, I just got here. I'm, I'm not wasting my time. I'm not on the phone. I'm not talking to, to anybody. I'm not sitting around having a conversation in between sets. I'm not texting in between sets. I'm not taking calls. Why don't you go do something else? If I see somebody doing something on some machine, I don't go over and bother them. I let them do their workout. There's a hundred other machines around there. There's a hundred other free weights around there. There's a hundred other treadmills and bicycles and, and whatever the hell else you want to go and do for five minutes, 10 minutes, however long it takes. I don't just walk up to somebody and say, uh, yeah, how, how long are you going to be? Because in the meantime, what I find is the people that I watch that I'm calling these fitness bugs from time to time, and these are people that have walked up to me before, how long are you going to be? You're going you're gonna to be a little bit longer or 
you know, uh, that, that kind of thing. And what they will do, they will be the ones that will take the extra time. They'll be the ones in between sets talking on the phone. They'll be the one in between sets talking to somebody else. While someone such as myself, who's not going to bother them, will actually be patient and wait or go do, go and do something else. Or I'll do an extra set on this machine or that machine or whatever. I, I honestly don't have this problem um, as I don't use the gym anymore. But I think I think these, these fitness bugs must come into two categories. One is the... Um, the one who's just pumped his steroids in so he needs to get working uh, and has probably done a line of coke as well and then the other ones who who you should give way to it's like a, a rule of the road thing you know a, a highway code if the other one is a fat wheezy asthmatic um then you should probably let them have the machine because you know you're fit enough already and they need it so i, th- I think there's definitely these 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 two categories Everybody else will be just decent, normal human beings that will let you finish your set and and then you'll move on. Um, but I like to use every machine at the gym. Um, I don't know if I've said this before, but the last time I went to the gym, I had a, a hot chocolate, I had a Twix, I had a packet of crisps out of the vending machine. So I, I, I did use every machine available in the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my gym has a cafe we don't have vending machines oh we've talked about you yeah but you've left haven't you no no I, I didn't go i said i said drop the testing or i'm out i was waiting for a week to see if they would drop it and sure enough they did so alhamdulillah yeah but my solution to that okay so you got the gist of it i'm not going to go any further on it my solution to that is very simple go to another gym People like that, that have that kind of attitude, go to another gym where you can bother everybody else. You can talk on the phone. You can text if you want, whatever. Go to a social gym. I'm there to work out. I'm not there to socialize. I'm not there to to, to have a conversation about who did what to who, who's on social media, anything like that, any, any garbage BS like that. I'm there to work out. I'm there to go home. That's it. I'm not there to do anything else. Now, if you want to talk and ask me something about, hey, uh, you know, do, do you get nice extension on that uh, that that set that you do right there? What, what do you do different? That kind of stuff. OK, fine. If it's workout related, great. I don't want to sit there and mess around with anything else. I don't have time for that. I, I'm too busy trying to get my workout done, get back to the rest of my day. It's just part of my day. So if you want my solution to that, people that turn into these fitness bugs types, go to another gym or have another gym specifically built for those types of people. I've had an idea. And I might regret regret saying this because someone actually might steal it. I don't know. But what if you open up a market just for these silly influencers? You have an influencer gym. You can have all the TikTokers, vloggers, influencer restaurants. Like you open up a market just for influencers so they can just flex on themselves without yeah. provoking other people trying to yeah, do their yeah. work. You can only join if you're a narcissist. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Yes. You're going to have to do a personal test and everything to yeah. see, are you truly an influencer or no? Yeah, you, you'd have to um, have a psychologist or a team of psychoanalysts that would screen people and um, and then categorize them and send them to, to, to the specific gyms for, for their own neuroses. So, yeah, all the narcissists over there, that would be a very quiet place because they're, they're only going to want to talk about themselves to themselves so if no one else is listening well that that would be the perfect gym because no one would be talking to each other in in a room full of narcissists well yeah but but they're in love with themselves so they would enjoy talking to themselves at the same time right i I guess so i I guess so yeah but but what else would you have the the influencers how would yeah all all these people on um that have somehow gained fame 
on the internet for absolutely nothing at all. I've got a very close personal friend who follows about five or six different people on Instagram and Facebook. And quite frankly, everything they do bores me witless. I mean, it, it it's a great way of getting to sleep. You just turn on one of these influences, listening, listen to them drone on uh, about their own um, interests. And and you're out like that, you know. Even even with insomnia, you're you're asleep so fast. But yeah. So so, so getting back to your point, Johnny. Um, can't you just get a T-shirt that says "F off" on, <laughs> and, and, and or "Don't talk to me," or "I've got fatal halitosis," um, something like that that would just stop stop people wanting to talk to talk to you. It's because you're so good looking and handsome and and seemingly approachable. I'm not the judge. Um, I know you're not. I'm just saying, you know. I appreciate I can, the compliment. I appreciate the compliment. It's like me. When I was younger and I looked fit and, and meaner and had dark hair rather than this salt and pepper mess that I've got on the top of my head at the moment, <laughs> um, people got the impression uh, of, of who I was, what I was. Now I'm an older man. I need to wear something like a, a, a wasp does. A wasp wears black and yellow stripes to say, I'm dangerous, stay away. So um, I, you need something like that just, just to keep people away uh, to, from bothering you in the gym. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start with Johnny's um, and, and go over that. Um, I, I happen to, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I do think that is a problem. However, by going to a public gym, that is kind of an unspoken rule that you are agreeing to have to deal with those people. So uh, I, though your solution is great. Um, it, it, another solution would be get your own equipment and do it at home. So, I mean, okay. uh, you know, th th there's other solutions. So I knew I was up um, against a tough one that, that round, I, I knew I was up against a tough one. And as soon as yeah, I heard him say that, not... oh, it's going to have to go with a, a pea shooter here. As soon as he said what it was, I was like, okay, this round's over. We can just, you didn't have to hear mine. It's not going the way you think it is. Um, uh, Brian, I, I agree with you. Okay. This is something that grinds my gears really bad as a christian myself i don't like the uh the forceful nature of other christians when they're trying to uh, push their religion on other people um it, it just it's it's very annoying uh it it pushes people away so on and so forth however uh i don't i disagree with the solution here in the states you have freedom of speech freedom of religion so on and so forth so though i detest that action well it, it's their free right and again, similar situation with Johnny's, uh, by interacting in the public sphere, this is something that we agree to, that, that we have to deal with. And now Marty's, though comparatively seems uh, fairly minor, however, our societies have agreed to certain colors, if you will, for emergency vehicles, right? Here in the US, it's red and blue. But that blue light, I, I think as a civilization, we should agree that there is no spoken law or rule that says we can't use those lights. However, we should agree as a society, don't use those lights. So that's why I'm putting in blue lights into Room 101. I am absolutely stunned, amazed, pleased, overjoyed. Thank you, Bruce. You want to hold a speech or something? No, no, no. I, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll just let that let that rest on its laurels. All right. So round three, uh, Brian, you'll you'll take the lead on this one. 
So my next one is going to be about the youth, the young people, the Gen Z or Gen C as other people call it. So one thing that really bothers me is when you have a lot of teenagers hanging outside um, convenience stores. Nothing to do all day but hanging outside convenience stores. Grocery store, convenience store, outside a mall. There's where I live, there's, there's football fields, uh, tennis fields. You can do whatever you want, any activity. But they, they're, they're all with their little um, motorcycles that don't even drive fast because of the limits you can have on, when you're under 15. And they just sit there. I don't see the fun of it. And it bothers me because... I mean, I have a dog, right? So I, I, when I, whenever I go to the store, I, I want to put him in one of the, um, next to the seats over there. And I just make it like a two minute, you know, run to the store and back. But I feel like sometimes it's so crowded that my, my dog gets anxiety. And it's just, it, it, and I have to like tell them, guys, it, it's okay if I put my dog here. And someone, some, sometimes they look weird at me like, oh, well, I'm, I don't like dogs. Well, I said, well, it, it's, you shouldn't be here anyways, so please have respect, you know, and I don't want to get in trouble with the use, but something that really, really annoys me. And I, I, I generally believe if I would come up with a solution, I have two solutions actually, but I think I'm going to go with the, with the nicer ones. I volunteer myself to build a kinder, like, you know, like a little uh, place for the kids to play in instead, because they wouldn't be there if there was something like that around there. If you make, if you make a ball pit there, they wouldn't be there. That's too childish for them. They'd be embarrassed. That's my solution. You just make the place, you just make the outside so kid-friendly that be, they'd be embarrassed to show themselves there. <laughs> I actually like what that. What about, yeah, that, that, that's a great idea. I mean, we could do a whole show. Um, in fact, I could do a whole show by myself about just how irritating teenagers are uh, in that they, they don't do the sort of things that I did when I was a kid. Scouts, army cadets, CCF groups, boys brigade, brownies, girl guides, rangers, all of those organisations that gave kids something to do. And here, near where I live, bus shelters, you know, the, the, the bus stops, they're a covered space with light. So teenagers gather at them, again, outside convenience stores. Um, um, there's, there's actually a sketch by Cheech and Chong about, um, you know, yesterday I got up, um, looked for a job, couldn't find a job, hung out in front of the drugstore. I hung out in front of the drugstore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then I got up the next day, looked for a job, couldn't find a job, hung out in front of the drugstore. On the third day, I looked for a job, I got a job stopping people from hanging out in front of the drugstore. <laughs> drugstore. Um, <laughs> so, but some places have been using uh, a certain high-pitched frequency um, speaker system that only teenagers can hear, and it irritates them. Because as you get older, you're, you're here at certain elements. You're a sound guy, so you, you know, Brian, certain parts of your spectrum, your frequency spectrum, start to degrade. So there, oh, there, yeah. is, there is a certain frequency that you can play that makes teenagers anxious and uncomfortable. So I don't know if it actually works or whether the group of kids outside the convenience store, instead of just you know chatting with their friends, are now anxious and, and unhappy. Um, but yeah, I wish they'd go away. You can't leave your dog outside. You don't know what these horrible little criminals are going to do to your dog. 
that's basically what they're looking for. They're, they're looking to do anything that will give them a bit of a buzz. And, uh, you know, breaking glass bottles. I've, I've seen it all, and I have stopped it from happening. But I've sailed very close to the wind on a number of occasions and probably could have wound up uh, in a lot of trouble for just stopping that kind of antisocial behaviour. So you got a good one there, Brian. Um, but then again, Bruce is the judge, not me. All right, we'll uh, move on to Marty. Right, we all know that people are susceptible to advertising, suggestion. Um, and you can't necessarily ban all advertising, but I think certain things shouldn't... they. Sh- companies shouldn't be able to charge such huge prices for. Now, a lady's leather handbag, a quality one, well-stitched, nice big tote bag, you can buy one of those for about £50, $60, €55, Euros, and it's quality. You know, it's it's a handbag. It's a utilitarian item. So why do they have to have things like Mulberry or Michael Kors where they're paying a thousand dollars, a thousand pounds for what is basic? They're they're being ripped off. They're being manipulated by the advertising. And I think if I were able to cancel anything, I would cancel overpriced handbags. They're nice and simple. I don't, I don't need to to elaborate any further. I've stated my reasons. And and the alternative is uh, a well made quality item, but at a reasonable price. You Just know, remove the label. Yeah, go you know, that's that is no, no, no. I I don't mean to talk over you there, but that that is. But you did say you were finished. the The thing about your point there is that is so simple. I actually love it. I actually love it. This designer stuff is completely overpriced. For example, and it's not just it's not just these handbags. Uh, and I know that that's your point. And to be quite honest with you, there's no really there's no real need for me to even expand on that. That's pretty much open and shut. Uh, I bought one of those handbags one time as a gift. It was Coach. I don't know if you have any Coach stores. Uh, those are New York handbags. I don't know if you have them in uh, in the UK or not. You might have them in London. But those bags, I paid eight hundred and fifty dollars for one of those once as a gift for somebody. And I, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it and I'm like, why am I paying $850 for this bag? Why? It's insane. I could go to the Macy's around the corner and get one that doesn't look exactly the same, but it is a coach bag, but it's not from the store and it costs $100. Now it might be something that's maybe two, three years old, but then it's not, you know, the exclusive and the one of a kind from the the store or whatever, you know, it doesn't come with the lifetime guarantee and all the rest of it. But yeah, these things are horribly overpriced. You know, I, I have a, um, it, maybe I'm sounding like a little bit of a hypocrite when I say this, but I bought a pair of shoes. I bought a pair of Hugo Boss uh, trainers and I have them. Uh, they're, they're downstairs. If you'd like, I can show them for visual representation. Uh, I have them. I paid 395 euros for those shoes. I've worn them three times, three times. And I have to be completely honest with you. They are some of the most uncomfortable shoes I have ever owned. So yeah, they're, they're overpriced. Yeah. But but that was back when I was stuck in like the whole, yeah, designer stuff and all the rest of it. And I'm not, let's be honest, I'm not going to trash a, a pair of uh, trainers that I pay 395 euros for. Uh, no. And well, Hugo Boss, did you say they, they were? Yes. Yeah. Didn't he design the SS uniforms? <laughs> He, yes, uh, he did. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he did. He was also in the in the part itself a member. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so 
There might there might have been a bad choice there, but I've I've bought his fragrances. Yeah. The the thing is, people are being shamed into, or, or they feel ashamed if they haven't got that label on that bag, on those trainers, yeah. on those jeans, even. And I've bought a lot of designer gear when I when I was living out in Abu Dhabi in Dubai. Yeah. I wouldn't go and buy my clothes from a supermarket because like all the big supermarkets over here have got their own clothing lines and they are perfectly good items of clothing. But there's a song, uh, Tesco's where you get your best clothes, even though they're minging, the prices are still blinging. And there, I'm sure there's other ones for George and uh, the the other, you know, which is Asda uh, and, and for the other supermarkets, you know, people are being shamed by not having the right labels. And when it's something as utilitarian as a handbag, something in which to put your uh, telephone, your glasses case, your, your your medication that you have to carry with you, your purse or your money, because you call a handbag a purse as well, don't you? Strange language usage that happens in the States. It's just something to put something in and carry around. Why is it a fashion item? Just because it's got a label on it doesn't mean it's any more use than something that would have cost you a fraction of the price. No, you're 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 right. And again, to make and I know it's a different accessory, but uh, the shoes, three hundred ninety-five euros. Like I said, most uncomfortable pair of shoes that I've ever had. Next to that, that I wear every day, thirty-five euros. I paid a tenth of the price. Most comfortable pair of shoes I I've ever had. I don't know if you. Probably not, Marty. But there is a show, and maybe maybe you, Bruce, have seen this. There is a show. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's a TV show or a, like a series on YouTube or anything, but essentially it's a store-driven show, right? Um, they sell shoes, designer shoes, and they have what we call a celebrity as guests, right? And they would come in there and they, they say, oh, this shoe is amazing. I want this and that. And they end up picking like, what, 10 pair of shoes? And the reaction, the, once, you know, once they go to the cashier and they get the reaction, some of them are genuine, like they're like, oh, oh, that that's expensive. Uh, oh, uh, 1100 uh, K? That's, that's silly, but I'll pay it. And some others will be like, oh, that's crazy. And well, all right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's this weird thing, the obsession of wanting to be exploited, I believe. I mean, essentially, that's that when we were talking earlier about the, uh, the idea, had the, um, the influencer idea. It's essentially, it comes from that. The fact that people love being exploited. No, they love it. The, well, I don't know if they love being exploited. What they love is demonstrating their wealth. And um, I did some uh, a couple of essays on it when I was doing a degree a while back and um, why people buy things. And one of the particular uh, things as to, to why you spend money is to demonstrate your wealth to others, to show your importance. But... You know, you could see a guy walking down the street in um, supermarket bought clothes in, in, in a Tesco's pair of jeans and an Asda t-shirt, but he could still probably buy and sell you because he saved his money. He's looked after his, his pennies and his pounds have looked after themselves. And, and I think that's the point I'm trying to make with these fashion items that are really high price. People are ruining themselves just to have these items and and that's the problem we want people to have nice things sure but we don't want them to ruin their chances of of, of financial security by spending all their money uh, and getting into debt buying designer goods so 
for me, it's definitely a thing. But just a general question to all of you guys. Have you ever walked into one of those shops where there are no price tags? There's no price tags yes. on anything. Yes. And as soon as I see that, I just turn around and walk out because you know if you have to ask how much, you can't afford it. Yep. Uh, we call that uh, here uh, keeping up with the Joneses um, as a, a kind of a phrase. Um, all right, Johnny, uh, let's hear your your last take. My last topic is going to be public speakers. Now, before you jump to conclusion and think somebody standing on a, a soapbox with a megaphone in Union Square like Bernie Sanders or Jeremy Corbyn's brother, Pierce Corbyn down at uh, Trafalgar, making a political statement, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the annoying ass clowns that walk around talking on their telephone in speakerphone in public. I can't stand these people. When you're sitting in a cafe, and you guys know how Europe is, sidewalk cafes and all the rest of it, you're sitting there enjoying a coffee and a piece of cake or a nice, uh, a nice espresso or possibly some ice cream this time of the year, and you hear somebody two tables over on a speakerphone having a conversation shouting at the top of his lungs about absolutely nothing that matters about anything. These types of people are quite frankly, I, I think talking in the phone or talking on the phone in public, especially at a restaurant type setting, uh, I think that's bad enough as it is. But uh, it's the same in just about every every setting. It goes along, with, I guess, with my earlier point. Just like the gym, I can't stand people to talk on the phone in the gym. You hear the speakerphone there. You're in a shopping mall. You're out just walking down the street, and somebody is standing there shouting. Uh, at their phone screen, and they're talking back, and you can hear the entire conversation. I don't want to hear that conversation. It's bad enough I'm hearing one side of it, because it's about nothing. So if it's that important, then send a text message or something, something of that nature. If it's that detailed that you have to sit there and shout all that time through a speakerphone, do it in private or send a text message. Now, my solution to that, that you would think that those would be solutions, but no, no, that makes too much practical sense. My more realistic sense of this would be we should lobby the governments to have laws passed to allow people such as myself and others that think like me and in, in those manners, we should be allowed to approach these individuals, snatch the phones out of their hands, throw them into the ground and stomp on them until they are broken completely and they can no longer make any more noise and disturb the public harmony. I think you should get off the fence and say what you mean, mate. I've got two points to make on the, on this very, very mm -hmm. um, uh, emotive subject. The first one is earlier today, I was playing World of Warships. Other online war games are available. And um, I was on comms with a, with a friend. He was also playing the same game. And my phone rang. And it was um, an outsourced NHS service asking me about the vaccine and what were my thoughts and did I intend to have it. And I explained that I'd already said no, thank you very much. And uh, when the young lady on the end, who I think was in Manila, asked me or told me, informed me that the um, the call was being recorded for training purposes. I then gave her, you know, chapter and verse about gain-of-function research, about, um, you know, the fact that it's untried, untested cytokine storms, the fact that it's a, a pandemic and all the rest of it. And I was on speakerphone because I was playing a game, talking to her, and my headset was to my left – and when I put my headset back on, my friend was laughing his socks off because he'd heard every word. 
and, and you found it most amusing. So sometimes in, listening to these people's conversation. No, well, yeah, I was in my man. I was in my man cave. But again, it was a, it was a. Some of these conversations can be amusing, and if you're people watching, it, it's kind of like people watching in 3D, 4D, because not only can you um, sit and bitch with your friend about what you think that person does, what you know, has they have they got no mirrors in the house or or whatever, um, why they've come out like that. But then you get this extra element, this other dimension to them in their conversation, you know. Uh, and if they've got absolutely no self-awareness to think, hang on, I'm having a private conversation uh, about my yeast infection um, on speakerphone in the <laughs> middle of a high street, uh, then, then you know, it, it's even more enjoyable. But my, my second point on this is I think you'll find if you go back and listen to the other shows... Jason has already put this one in, and Bruce is nodding his head because he's remembered. Johnny, yep. they've they've got these um the, the, these new treatments now for dementia. If you are losing your memory, I don't um, remember him. The, the, I remember him the, saying smartphones, but I don't remember him saying speakerphones. Bruce, can, can you? Am, am I losing it? No, I'm pretty sure it was smart. Uh, the the speakerphones because uh or or using speaker because one of the topics was something about headphones and that sort of thing. Cause I, I remember kind of the, a bit of banter okay. going in on one that, that spilled over. It might have spilled oh, over right. into it, that. It might have. It's, Cause Bill was here as well at the time. In fact, he was sat next to me. That's I'm a very visual person. I've got, I've got an didactic memory and um, I can remember Bill sat next to me here in the man cave talking about it. So obviously you, you've shot your bolt now, mate. You, you don't get another chance. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's too late. <laughs> I still stand behind what I said, though. That was my fault for not remembering those topics that were that were brought up. I, I do apologize. I remember him saying smartphones. I wasn't going to say smartphones. That's uh, I, I mean, I, I do. I, think, I do remember I think that. We all agree with you. And, and, and that's probably why it's it, it is so emotive. But, you know, we, we all agree with you that people talking loudly on a speakerphone in the middle of the street or in a inappropriate location uh, can be very annoying. But at the same time, it's also quite revealing. And if you are an absolute bitch like me and enjoy ripping people to shreds, you know, just between friends, people watching and, and generally being unkind, then, you know, it just adds an extra element to it. Well, uh, to, to add to that as well, um, I, I actually enjoy... Uh, people that do that and use speakerphone in public because I, I get to sit there and laugh at the uh, the conversation that they're having or uh, I, I'm, I'm very much of a, a people watcher, if you will, specifically using speakerphones in public. I, I'm one that is a, a people watcher. I like to eavesdrop. Um, I, I like to listen to other people's conversations. I have a it's almost to the level of like a disorder because I sit in public and I can listen to like multiple conversations going on at once. and. I have to train myself not to do that because it can be very disorienting. But anyway, I, I tend to enjoy uh, that uh, interaction. However, I do agree with you. Uh, when I do not want to listen to that or I don't want to hear it, I have another conversation going. I generally am, am uh, frustrated. But the solution, that destruction of property, I mean, you know. Now, I did say make it legal. I, I, I'm not advocating for anybody to, yeah. to go out and, and do that uh, illegally. We make it legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. So, But that's where I would uh, I, I have to disagree. Now, the, the last two, I, I'm torn between these because I, I think they're both um, 
problems uh, with Gen Z, for example, um, that that's the coming generation, though, at least here in the States, it's a problem of them using social media and whatnot more than actually physically interacting. I, I think because of that, they don't physically interact enough, even though they're they're loitering in front of a grocery store or something like that, and it does inconvenience you. It is part of a, if the store owner is fine with them being there, then, you know, it's kind of something that you, you have to deal with as a, uh, side effect of being in public, you know, it's kind of an agreed upon rule, but I loved the solution. I, I, I thought the solution was fantastic to, to make the, uh, the store, the exterior of it, uh, more childish or, or accommodating to, to children. I, I thought that was a great solution. So. With that, uh, Marty, I think the price gouging uh, of products, uh, in this case handbags, but uh, I'm, I'm generalizing and saying products in general, I, I have to agree. Keeping up with the Joneses, I think that is a, a very bad thing on our, our societies, uh, the Western culture. It's been very damaging overall. Society has, has gotten into the point of uh, liking credit over saving their money and getting into debt. And that's a very real problem. Uh, and it, it's, it's causing uh, things to skyrocket in prices when our, the, the money isn't really there. It's all debt. So I, I have to uh, uh, throw in price gouging uh, into room 101. Yes, go me. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's very kind of you, Bruce. Thank you very much. I finally, I finally got back into winning ways. Uh, I'm hoping that, although I'm not a big fan of footing the ball, I'm, I'm hoping England uh, also get into their winning ways when they face the old rival on Tuesday at Wembley. So, uh huh. Yeah. Good luck, England. Extreme bad luck. Uh huh. Yeah. <clears throat> got it. All right. Uh, I guess that only leaves one last task this evening and that is who's our winner well uh that makes it marty he won by uh sheer votes though to be honest i i think the the gun one kind of trumps all of them to be honest but <laughs> to be fair marty did win twice so in the in the um you know spirit of the game uh marty wins uh, so yeah i mean yeah Johnny threw the big haymaker. It, it, it <laughs> hit the and and knocked it out of the park. I'm, yeah. I'm mixing my sporting metaphors there, of course. But uh, I've got you with two jabs to the liver. So, you know, thanks, Bruce. Thank you, my fellow competitors, for being sportsmanlike. It's been a pleasure, as usual. Um, looking forward to the next one. We mustn't leave it so long because uh, we'll, we'll have enough doom, gloom and conspiracy to talk about uh over the next few podcasts i'm sure yeah we will uh and again i threw my haymaker out in the very beginning i uh, decided i was gonna i was gonna tee one up and uh and blast it over the fence in center field you had to mix my sports analogies i think you mixed three sports up when yeah, in yeah, that yeah. one i i thought that uh you know maybe that was actually my hope was that would it, it would destabilize even with the visuals and everything it would destabilize the rest <laughs> of the game but my strategy didn't work uh so congratulations marnie it's well deserved because you've been trying to win this thing uh, ever since the the first one we had, this is this would be the time. You, and of course, per our rules, you will be the judge 
on the next one. So congratulations on uh, on winning this one. I, I I seriously congratulate you and um, uh, and I and I, I, I feel the sincerity just dripping off of you. Um, yeah, well, so. I, I'm I'm leading up to the next one because I know you're going to be the judge. I'm already starting to you know cultivate yeah. the ground to butter you up. You know that's that's what I'm doing here. Ah, okay. So uh, Brian, <laughs> thank you for being here on uh, Room One Hundred and One. What'd you think of it? <laughs> it's great. Uh, I think yeah. I, I came too a bit too prepared. To be fair. Um, no, you can never come to it. You can never come too prepared to these things. With that being said, I'm going, and we can talk here for about five minutes afterwards. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and take us out. Thank you guys for being on Room 101. Final thoughts, you guys? Anything? Final thoughts from me is um, I can't wait to get stuck back into some more political stuff. But ultimately, it's finding the solutions, finding out how we are going to get our way out of this. So that that's where my head is at the moment, trying to, trying to picture uh, and, and model in my mind the way back to normality. Yeah, but it is, it is nice, though, to... Uh to take a step back from that and and do these types of podcasts like this where I mean I know that you said that it was you know you're wanting to be funny and to be honest with you I usually laugh so hard at these things that uh, that I forget all of that stuff for a little while and it is a nice break to uh, to step away from that uh now I agree more yeah yeah and I, to be honest with you I I, w- I wish as you were saying I wish that we wouldn't wait so long in between these because uh, the listeners that do send me some feedback personally they really love it when we sit down and do these things because they need a break too they listen to us sit up here and they see this stuff all day I mean they're they're in the the, the rest of it they're in the thick of it of uh, seeing all the political stuff and it's affecting them and and all the rest of it and they're tired of it too so when we have the listenership that we do. They need a break from that as well. Uh, and it's nice that yeah. we can sit down and, and go another way with this. We can talk more than just politics and we can actually uh, go other ways with it. Uh, and you know what? We actually we did a break room podcast with the two of you one time. Maybe we should do another one of those again uh, in the, yeah, in sure. the near future as well. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. One of the hardest things about this podcast has been because we decided to make it general release and not the exclusive is uh, trying to to throw humor out there and emotive subjects without swearing has been very very difficult so i'm going to go in now and turn the air blue <laughs> just to get it out of my system uh-huh yeah <laughs> all right uh we will go ahead and call this one done so i want to thank you guys for uh, for being here it's been an absolute pleasure as always thank you to all of the listeners and everyone have a fantastic evening you too guys thanks very much men it's been great